Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. Thank you for listening. I hope that you like the show. If you do, uh, make sure you click the subscribe button as I continue to deliver all of the latest film reviews into your podcast player. Um, I review most of the major releases that come out into theaters. I also look at a lot of independent films, some films that go straight to VOD, even a few that are made for television, and you can get them all by clicking the subscribe button. If you like what you hear, I do encourage you to leave a review because word of mouth is really all I have going for me uh, in terms of getting the word out there for the show. So if you could do that, just take a few seconds out of your busy day. If you happen to be there on the page, uh, I highly encourage you just to leave a few words and let me know what you think. Krampus is the film I'm going to be reviewing today. It's a horror-comedy hybrid. Uh, if you've seen the advertisements, you know what to expect. Uh, PG-13, actually, for a horror film. Um, sequences of horror, violence, and terror, language, and some drug material are the reasons why. It runs an hour and 38 minutes. The cast includes MJ Anthony. If you've seen the film Chef, he was the young son in that film. Uh, Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David Koechner, Allison Tolman, Conchata Farrell, Stefania Levy, Owen and Krista Sadler round out the rest of the cast. The director is Michael, Michael Darty, and Michael Darty also provides the screenplay along with co-writers Zach Shields and Todd Casey. If the name Michael Darty sounds familiar to you, it's possibly because you've seen his previous film, uh, came out nearly 10 years ago. Actually, it was made nearly 10 years ago. It was shelved for a couple of years and finally saw a uh, a DVD release back in 2009. It was called Trick or Treat, and it was a horror flick, obviously, uh, set around the time of Halloween. Uh, it became a cult uh, hit there on DVD, and through word of mouth, uh, it eventually became kind of a, a, a perennial uh, classic for many, including some good friends of mine, to watch during the uh, the Halloween season. And uh, that, that was kind of an anthology horror film, kind of a throwback to the time of EC Comics and some of those uh, anthologies, and, uh, and, and, and quite well done for its type. Um, here, Michael Darty is returning to the horror genre yet again, and this time he's bringing those scares to another holiday in Krampus, which is a film that threatens to upend the generally benign season of gift giving and family get togethers that you would experience mostly around Christmas time. As such, it's kind of a throwback to the kinds of, uh, movies that were set around the holidays back in, especially the 1980s. Uh, you remember, say, the dark comedy of a Christmas story, some of the offbeat antics of the dysfunctional Griswolds in, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, um, you'll get kind of the tone that is going f- that uh, Doherty is going for in this movie. Uh, as far as the plot goes, another 1980s classic, Gremlins, is uh, is very influential on the way that this film plays out, uh, at least in its tone, because uh, there's a lot of horror type mayhem that overtakes a quiet community. And it just keeps escalating more and more. So um, if you've seen Gremlins, you're, you're probably going to get a little bit of that vibe here, even though the stories are somewhat different. Um, this one is definitely much more rooted in Christmas. Um, obviously, Gremlins was set around Christmas time, but um, it really didn't have a lot of the folklore that Krampus has. As far as the the storyline involved with the film, it's Christmas time, and we get to see one particular family, the Angles, uh, who 
are uh, bringing their family from high and low yet again for an, yet another gathering at the home of Tom and Sarah. Tom's kind of a workaholic. Sarah's kind of OCD. Uh, they seem to be drifting apart somewhat. Uh, the dysfunctional unit uh, is there for about three days, the uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after. And uh, as they do pretty much every year, their get-together mostly involves snippy complaining and petty squabbling, and eventually they're all pretty happy to go their separate ways by the end. Uh, Tom and Sarah have uh, uh, two, uh, a son and a daughter. The uh, older daughter is uh, becoming a little bit more independent and not around as much, and that leaves young son Max, who's still a good-hearted kid, uh, there around the house feeling a little bit more lonely and feeling like the, the family is just not as unified as it once was. Now, Max is still at uh, perhaps the last age uh, when Santa Claus might seem to be a, a, a real idea in his mind. In fact, he gets into a fight with another kid who... Uh, is who basically tells him that Santa Claus doesn't exist, and he's still clinging to that. Uh, in the film, he ends up at, at the behest of his uh, his grandmother uh, to uh, writing a letter to the mythical North Pole resident known as Santa Claus, of course, uh, to relate his wish of Christmas with his family. And he really wants to wish well for all of his family, and he wants them to get together and for Christmas to be just like it used to be because he feels that uh, Christmas is losing a lot of that spirit that it once had for him and his family. However, when his letter is found by his bratty cousins and openly mocked in front of the entire dinner table, Max ends up uh, in the, tearing up and also tearing up his letter, uh, throwing it out to the wind and abandoning his wishful beliefs. And this triggers inadvertently uh, a chain of horrific events that occurs when Krampus, the evil shadow of St. Nicholas, who uh, in Traditionally, it was there to terrorize naughty children. He arrives in the wake of a massive blizzard that uh, knocks out the the power and also the cell phone service uh, around the neighborhood and uh, threatens to put an end to the family's bickering, this time probably for good. So in the film, uh, Doherty starts off with this suggestion that something's changed about how the holidays are celebrated these days as compared to when he was growing up. Uh, we have this opening montage to Krampus, uh, the, the first, you know, three or four minutes, which is shown entirely in slow motion is this kind of montage with a, uh, kind of an ironic musical, uh, ballad playing over the, uh, the sights and sounds of a madhouse that occurs when people are rushing into a department store at a bl- Black Friday type sale event. Uh, people are getting trampled. Uh, fist fights are erupting all over the place as people squabble over items that are on sale. Uh, security guards get fed up and start tasing a lot of the people that are getting unruly. And at the end of it, of course, people are racking up large credit card bills, getting an instant hangover spurred by this need for rampant consumerism. That is really what represents uh, to a lot of people, especially adults, what Christmas time is all about, which is just getting those sale items at at the cheapest prices possible and basically giving uh, gift exchanges. It's just not really about getting together as much anymore. Now, I'm not sure how that opening ties in, at least not directly, with the rest of the film, except it's to kind of give you the suggestion that the spirit of Christmas seems to exist only for the young anymore these days. It's kind of a provocative opening, even if the humorous delivery 
of that opening isn't quite as robust as it could be, it's still kind of an interesting way to kind of introduce you to the tone of the rest of the movie. For the most part, Krampus clips along as you'd expect. You have a good cast here, but despite them, it's mostly par for the course for its type. If you've seen those films of the 1980s, you it'll it'll have a familiar ring to it, and um, it's so familiar that there are moments where where you'll actually be quite surprised to find an inspired story element, or uh, you know maybe an inspired scene to bubble up to the surface. I think the most notable um, interlude in this film that uh, that will surprise you is there's this um, children's story type, like a storybook flashback sequence that is told with a stop-motion animated style in which the, uh, the family matriarch, uh, the grandmother, Omi, discusses her childhood experience uh, when she was back in Germany with the uh, Krampus because she broke from the spirit of Christmas and Krampus was unleashed and he wrecked havoc on those to whom she held most dear. Uh, interestingly, although the film is called Krampus, uh, the titular horned and hooved nemesis that uh, of the title is not in the film as much as you would think. Um, he's more like a ringleader than a frontline threat to the family. The family ends up dealing with his less powerful uh, demonic minions. We see a lot of uh, bad elves. Uh, some of the gifts come to life uh, as if they're possessed by uh, you know, demons, I guess. And there are these wicked gingerbread men, these CGI creations that, uh, that are, uh, carnivorous, I guess. So people eat them, they're gonna eat the people. A uh, Krampus, as a film, is kind of a demented take on Christmas. And as such, it's, you know, it's sporadically fun along those lines, but, uh, ultimately, I do feel that it's too uneven in its tone to proclaim as something more than a passably entertaining film overall. Uh, it does hit an occasional prolonged groove that will have you think it's finally going to find the footing to get some momentum uh, and eventually coast to the finish line in good spirits. But then, you know, even though it, it starts getting good for a while, it'll end up sputtering back uh, to uh, especially the demonic characters that are run amok. And that those parts, while... You know, they do provide a lot of the horrific elements to the movie. There aren't, they aren't nearly as fun or as entertaining as the human interactions that we see among the family with each other. Krampus is a horror film, you know, but it's more along the lines as PG-13, so it's more mildly unnerving than really actually terrifying. It's also a comedy, and um, as far as comedy goes, it's more light in tone, uh, dark in its subject, then it is actually laugh out loud funny. Um, it teases as a film, but it never quite takes hold tonally. And it leaves you probably feeling like most of the toys that you got at Christmas when you were a kid. It's, you know, fun as a diversion, but it still leaves you wishing for something that you could have gotten that was bigger and better to tide you over to Christmas the following year. So. It's this is a real borderline call for me. It's right on the cusp of getting three stars. Uh, it's a two and a half star movie in the end because, by my rule, a borderline call I usually give it on the first time watch, the lower of the two grades, uh, and that's key because two and a half stars is not recommended. Three stars is recommended on my scale, so you know this could cut either way. But ultimately, I felt I feel like it should it should be just a little bit better than it ends up being. Um, it does have a, its occasional spots, and there are things that I like about the movie, but 
it just never quite was able to sink in and give me that overall good feeling, uh, fun feeling that I was looking for from the film or, or, or that I feel that Michael Darty wanted to, uh, give you from the movie. So, uh, I could see some people liking it. I could see some people not liking it. Uh, so it's really going to come down to what kind of movies that you like. If certainly if you really like gremlins, um, you know, and that was kind of a borderline call, but I give that one three stars. Um, if, if you're a big fan of the tone of that film, you find it very entertaining. I would say definitely give this one a shot. Uh, if you like films of the eighties, it'll give you that, that familiar vibe that I think that you'll appreciate. But if you're looking for something really funny or really scary, uh, or something completely brand new, um, I don't think that this is the movie that you're going to, that you're going to find here. So, uh, I would say probably not for you. Two and a half stars goes to Krampus. Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope that you enjoy the review. And uh, I hope that uh, if you want to write to me and let me know what you think of the show directly, or if you have any suggestions on what I can do to improve the listening experience for you, please write to me. You can find all of my contact information at my website, quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, I hope that you enjoy not only your time at the movies, but also the holidays around your family because Krampus is out there. You definitely don't want to upset him. 